Hello and welcome into episode 39 of the Sports Are Funny podcast with George Arjur. Today we have Nikki K on. She's a sports journalist, a sports anchor, and she is an awesome interview. We had so much fun doing this, so you are really going to enjoy this podcast. Um, make sure you give her a follow on all major platforms, uh, which is Nikki K S N one on Twitter and on Instagram, lil dot Nikki dot uh k and that's k-a-y not the letter k as always this episode is brought to you by sports on tap um that's s-o-n-t sports.com uh please rate subscribe and give this episode five stars on all major platforms and before we get started let's have a quick word from one of our sponsors Hello, and we have Nikki K on here today on the podcast. Hey, Nikki, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Happy. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> uh, I believe it is sometime in 2020 right now. I'm not sh- quite sure if that's the year or where we the are. The worst or decade any. ever. That's what it is. Yeah, what a start. You know, everyone was like all about, you know, 2020 is going to be our year. 2020 is going to be uh, <laughs> the best year ever. And here we are. Kind of taking a step back, learning how to wash our hands again. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine that. I've been singing a happy birthday. No, actually, I haven't been singing. I'm sorry. But you're (laughs) right. And I I do have to believe that ultimately there's going to be some positive glass half full thing we can take from whatever this experience ends up being or shaping in our humanity, right? But we are connecting. I'm chatting with you. I would have never been able to Mm -hmm. connect connect with you you would have never been able to like you know create all these like multi-platform experiences right and you know it's just good exactly. stuff yeah. oh no it's been a, it's actually you know i i was talking to a few friends about this the other day and it's actually been kind of eye-opening we've really been able to take a step back think a lot more as a society uh relearn to wash our hands i guess is always a good thing <laughs> a little more cleansiness uh never hurt anyone and i think we're going to come out just as better people. I really do. And I, I know that sounds like so simple and so, you know, maybe op- a little too optimistic, but I really believe that. I believe we're going to come back as stronger and better people. I agree with you. And I think the one thing that's really hit me throughout these past weeks has been, you know, I'm not going to take a moment for granted. Like it's, I've, oh, no, I feel absolutely. like I've spent too much of life being stressed now, you know, it's like, what was all that stress for, you know? And so it's, um, yeah, just really, yeah. Well, when, when you say like, you know, take, not taking a moment for granted, I mean, you've worked so hard to get where you have been, right. You've come from Oklahoma city to LA. I think you went to UCLA if I'm correct. That's correct. Good research. And, You're a good reporter here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah well, I want to make sure I knew a lot about you there and, you know, and in a just one day, everything kind of went to a standstill. And I'm sure like, you know, throughout the years, you've been running around crazy, like, like almost like all of us, like a chicken with your head cut off, trying yeah. to get to where you are today. And then in one day, it kind of all just leveled off and you're, we're all at home. Exactly. <laughs> and it, 
Yeah, and, and personally, I mean, there's peaks and valleys with every career, right? But of course, the the trajectory that we were rolling in, like my momentum from January to February, we're talking the you know Kobe Bryant um, death, which was and and all those those uh, beautiful souls in that helicopter crash. That was mm -hmm. like the a sports event of my lifetime, you know, probably the biggest yeah. thing I've ever covered. And then I go straight into spring training and it's like, okay, we're, you know, we've got this ball rolling. I was supposed to be doing high school state championship sidelines and March madness coming up. And then it's like, you know, and so you're right. It's, I mean, what a time for the yeah. breaks to be put on everything. Yeah. I mean, when, like you just made that perfect noise. Yeah. It, it was a screeching cough, <laughs> right? I mean, we yeah. literally, I had, we had no idea what was coming. We heard all the rumors beforehand, like this could be kind of slowed down. There might be fans of no sports, but I feel like when Rudy Gay contracted the coronavirus, it all happened overnight. I mean, we literally had a stop to everything. We, we went to bed that night. The NBA was on hiatus. The next day, the conference tournaments all stopped. They yep. canceled March Madness. Spring training got canceled, and it was all fun was night. canceled. Fun was canceled. Yeah, oh, I know fun was canceled. That's the best <laughs> way to put it. And I, I mean, we can kind of talk about that here for a second before I, you know, get a little more about your story. But you have, I mean, I saw you covered the Dodgers. You were covering spring training, and how were, were you in uh, the Dodgers? Are they in Arizona League? Correct. Yes. Yes. Half so they're in Arizona. Yeah. The Camelback Ranch is out kind of by Glendale. Yep. Um, and it was cool for me because uh, since joining Spectrum, which is the host network uh, yep. for Dodgers, um, I was I was there on behalf of our news department, kind of looking for these like bigger feature stories to do around guys like Cody Bellinger, who grew up mm. in Arizona, about the fans, about Kenley Jansen, who loved Kobe. And the plan right. was, you know, be there for kind of, I was there for about 10 days before I came back and it was like um, Kobe's. Sorry, I'm losing you here for a second. One at Staples or the the massive one at Staples Center. Hey, Nikki, can you hear me? Sorry, I uh, I yeah. feel like the, the connection went bad there for a second. Yeah, I mean, my I got full bar. So hopefully, if I'm doing anything wrong, let me know, and then I'll uh, okay. You know, we can now I hear out, you. Yeah. Now I hear hear you perfectly again. Okay, great. Oh, no worries. Um, you want to pick back up at the last question? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, you are talking about Cody Bellinger and Ben. That's when it all went haywire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I know. I know the the uh, troubles of audio on pot. You're like, what's going on? Um, yeah. But no, it was. Yeah, I was there and looking for bigger feature stories, whether it's co from Cody Bellinger, you know, coming off his epic season last year mm -hmm. and his roots beginning in Chandler, Arizona, and yeah. then telling the tales of fans who are just so diehard. I. I loved it. Spring training was awesome. Camelback Ranch is magical. And, uh, you know, then coming back to Kobe's memorial that Monday, um, yep. it was just like, it was an insane amount of work, but it was so, um, it, it was worth it. It was all just right, so engaging. Yeah. And really um, special to be, I mean, also the Dodgers were talking 
at the start of training camp dealing with this huge Astros cheating scandal and Commissioner Manfred and how he's handling it. Yeah. And then players respond. I got a lot of opinions on that. Oh my gosh, absolutely absurd, right? But I like I was just happened to be sitting, because you don't know with clubhouse availability at spring training, like who's talking when. It's very right. relaxed and low key. But I just happened to be standing there when Justin Turner sounds off and does yep. the whole, you know, piece of metal rant. And yep. um, it was so cool to see that passion because baseball players are kind of low key, you know, or, or you don't hear a lot from the bigger stars because it's like with a guy like Mike Trout being the best player in baseball. And he's, you know, one of the more soft spoken athletes in the world. Uh, but it's um, it was just a time. It was, it was a lot, but it was. Um, it was really cool because it felt like those couple of months were all about history and the respective sports as well. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, so you're in spring training, and can you hear me pretty fine here? You're still good, okay? Because yeah, now, you, you now your picture is uh, picture clear, so I, I okay, think great. the internet connection has gotten uh, to perfection now. Okay, woo. Okay, great. Yep. Um, so. You're in spring training, and uh, we'll get to the Astros here in a second. When, when did it all go down? Were you in spring training, or were you back in LA when you had to when you found out everything was closed? Shut, uh, was shut down. Yeah. I was back in LA. I was getting ready to go to Sacramento to cover the high school or to work sidelines for the high school state basketball championships. Okay. Um, and I remember I was doing some last minute clothing shopping cause I, you know, and it was like my day off or, or something I had time and I was sitting in my car and I hear local radio guys talking about, uh, some sort of confusion going on at the OKC, uh, Salt Lake city, uh, yep. or, or OKC Utah game. And I was like following Twitter. I still follow a lot of Oklahoma people yep. and I'm seeing, you know, some of the trusted guys I had out there tweet being like, you know, the first tweet was a little bit erroneous because they mentioned a false hospital location that the guys were taken, that Donovan Mitchell and Rudy had been taken yeah, to. Yeah, I remember that. I was following it pretty closely as well. Yeah, yeah. So it was, I was like, this isn't right. But it ended up, that person got a little lucky because the bigger story was right. Their details were wrong. Mm -hmm. So um, but yeah, that was just kind of insane watching that un listening to that unfold and watching it unfold on Twitter within a matter of minutes, hours. I, in real time, like we yeah. were literally, I mean, it was on ESPN a little bit here and there, but I mean, I, I didn't actually think of that connection between you and Oklahoma city. Cause I know you worked, you know, in Oklahoma city, you did a lot of reporting for the thunder. So that must've been like, you were it, almost in a way you were missing out on one of the biggest events in history. Cause if you were still there, that would have been you seeing all that unfold. In real and time. yeah. And there's a certain sense of FOMO uh, with things like that, especially in Oklahoma, because for that state being, you know, one of the smaller markets in sports, mm -hmm. whether it's college football or, or basketball, right. Uh, they generate so much news sports-wise. I mean, you look at the personalities who pass through there from Kevin oh Durant, God. Russell Westbrook, and then down south in Norman, you got Baker Mayfield, you got Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley, now Kyler Murray. And right. then just a little bit, I, I want to say North, I might be directionally challenged here, but in Stillwater, you got Mike Gundy, who's a, who just uh, is spitting gems of quotes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, from back in the day, and even today, I mean, from the 
um, what was it? Don't, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But even, even now he'd still, he like knew his media sessions were an opportunity to go viral. So he would just right. say the most absurd things, but uh, that market to cover sports in is one heck of a ride. It's nonstop year round and, and there's no space for breathing. I mean, for me as a, I mean, I, I grew up in Seattle. I still live in Seattle. So you, oh, can so you a little salty. A little salty about Fair Oklahoma. I mean, not, not a little bit, very salty. Yeah. I, I, mm. I, they're probably my least favorite team in the NBA, but they are an interesting team. Yeah. There's nothing against the players, obviously, or the people of Oklahoma. It's just a salty Seattle Supersonics fan talking here. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And I hate to add salt to the salty wound already, but But you're going to the game. Yeah, I will. The games and the atmosphere that the Thunder have constructed in Oklahoma City. Absolutely electric. One of my favorite game experiences I've I've ever had. And I grew up a diehard Lakers fan and I go to Oklahoma City and I'm like, so this is what it means to have a franchise that's like got integrity from top to bottom and um, fans who will wear the big white shirts and who will stand up for every play. And I mean, that is, there's nothing like it out there. And maybe, I mean, obviously Utah fans, you hear about these at arena atmospheres throughout the country. And that's kind of on my bucket list to get to more of those small market, uh, games where you can really feel yeah like i mean that's a great um i mean that's a great opportunity for you because that's you know where you're working you did some minor league baseball i'm sure in oklahoma too yeah they've got the triple a dodgers out there and even then like names that are now on the dodgers cody bellinger walker bueller we were calling highlights for them like at the bottom of our sports block because you've got so much other news but Oh, okay. See, Dodgers, when you need a quick 20 seconds in the middle of July, throw them in there. (laughs) You know, but that's a great thing about like small markets because the fans really do care a lot more. Mm -hmm. There's not as many options as LA and nothing against Oklahoma City in general, but it's not as big of a city. You don't have the beach. You don't have five sports teams. You have one professional sports team. And I mean, Oklahoma Sooners are like a pseudo professional team because you know college football has become almost like a professional league and but in general it's amazing because you get to see these fans are so much more passionate because this is their one show in town and i think it's amazing and what is incredible too is that the i feel like the population in oklahoma are a either they're people who don't really leave and so everyone who's there has been a fan from day one, has seen every game, remembers every moment. They were there when the Thunder began because the Thunder is such a young team, right? So they they know the agony of watching Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant become like the most exciting duo and James Harden. And then they know the pain of losing them. And, and it's so it's incredible with how rich that history is, how much people know because they've seen it all. They've been there right. for it all, you know? No, it, it's unbelievable. I mean, they, yeah, I mean, I, as a Salty Sonics fan, I'll have to give them credit because you watch them yeah. on TV. That fan base really comes every single yep. night, not just the playoffs. I'm, I mean, you're talking a regular season game 37 against the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> you're right. They are there and they are supporting. But I mean, that's why we lost our team because yeah. we weren't there on 
game 37. Hey, so. I love that reflection from you. You're able to hold up the mirror and look at yourself and take accountability. But I'm not saying nobody should lose a sports team. And I feel if, for Seattle. If it wasn't for the quarantine, I wouldn't have had this time of reflection. <laughs> <laughs> so. Really, really using this time to grow. <laughs> to grow. I'm still salty though. So don't think that I'm happy yeah. about okay, it. So okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so tell so tell me. So you so it sounds pretty cool. You were in uh, LA. Did you grow up in LA? I grew up in Santa Barbara. Okay. So and just then, a little bit north of here. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went to UCLA and then Oklahoma city now back to LA, but like, how okay. is that? Well, okay. So here's the, the best part is there's actually a couple of stops I made along the way before I got to Oklahoma okay. city, which was, I went to twin falls, Idaho. I went to oh, Raleigh. I've been there before. <laughs> You've been, nobody's been to Twin Falls, Idaho. I, I, I drove through it once. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a truck. I, I didn't like, actually go yeah. there. I know where it is. Yeah, no. So it's it's a trucker town. Yeah, you yep. you pass through. The gas stations are great because they're ma massive for truckers. Um, So, I mean, it's interesting. They have showers, too. In those yeah, areas. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> A novelty here in LA. Meanwhile, like after spending so many years out, you know, with bigger highways and transit areas, yep. I'm used to the nicer gas stations. So I come here and I'm like, oh gosh, like, you know, but um, anyways. Uh, only we had gas stations like Twin Falls, Idaho. <laughs> Don't get my mom started. She, she was like, what are, she went to, they went to, my parents came to visit me like maybe twice yeah. out of being away. And I was like, I'd rather come home, you know, let me come home and I'll see you guys instead of you coming out here. But um, yeah, UCLA is interesting because there isn't a broadcast department, right? So yeah. it's not like you get taught how to do reporting or be on TV or writing. Um, the cool thing about the UC system and UCLA is that if you balance your quarters and your class load right, you you can have a job, you can have an internship, and you can take full credits at the same time because there's time and you've right. got three. You're on the quarter system. Um, so I was working. Yeah, same, same with Washington University. Okay. Washington, yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, yeah. And so um, I was working in the UCLA football uh, office with mm -hmm. my best girlfriends. It was like eight of us. We were recruiting. And I was having the time of my life. I it was right when Jim Mora, another name you should yep. know, yeah, Jim, University of Washington uh, player, and yes, yes, my rival high school. So, oh my gosh, no way! Um, way, way different, way different year, though. Yeah, yeah, but in he, so he comes in and he brings this professionalism to the office, and it's yeah. like Noel Mazzoni is an offensive coordinator, and I didn't want to leave the office ever, having the time of my life, and like. Yeah. I, I've always been a very inquisitive person at liking to ask people or ask, like asking questions. And yeah. so um, I was like, hey, sports, asking questions, where can I marry these two? And sports broadcasting kind of came up with it, you know, and yeah. I built a really scotch tape reel, uh, taking a mini cam to football practices and interviewing right. coach, you know, and um, I won like a red car a carpet contest and was on the red carpet. So I had enough for a real long story short. Right. And um, I sent it out to anyone I could find an email news director wise, just all these markets I had no business applying to. But I got a call from the news director in Twin Falls, Idaho. She's like, hey, you applied for the morning show producer role. And I was like, I did. I don't know. You know, I'm back home in Santa Barbara at this point because it's yeah. after graduation. Right. And I'm 
Twin Falls, Idaho. Yeah, I, sure. I applied there. Yeah, yeah I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So before I know it, I'm moving to Twin Falls, Idaho. And I weaseled my way on from an overnight producer role to reading morning sports highlights mm -hmm. to doing what's trending to doing feature stories. And you kind of learn trial by fire, right? My dad was right. like, yeah, you, he's like, you may be making 20,000 a year, but you're in grad school effectively, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, your dad's a wise man. <laughs> I know, but it still doesn't make the agony of being like, but, but also, okay, the beauty of Twin Falls. And now I look back on it yeah. and I'm like, God, that was so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, I'm there with other young broadcasters from big right. cities, right? So Boston, Tampa, Chicago. And so we all wear a rat pack and we would do the craziest <laughs> stuff. You know, it's like life without parents and just having right. a time yeah grad in a school. small city yeah <laughs> yeah going to sun valley when you can um we would do all sorts of crazy stories at like the magic valley speedway with these you know race cars you're like what am i you know and and or going snowboarding and horseback riding. so big rodeo town too you know yeah. just like all sorts it, of stuff and yeah. you're from la yeah, yeah, like exactly. right outside of LA, but like it's such. A, I mean, think about the two most polar opposite cities in the country, like yep. LA and Twin Falls, Idaho. Yep, and Twin Falls, Idaho is a a conservative small place, um, yep. and people know. Least. Yeah, yeah, people know <laughs> when you're working for the one little TV station in town, and at the same time, um, I that's my one thing that like I'm kind of as as I grow each step in broadcast right. i'm like okay wait really savor the moments you have in the places you get to be and i don't know do you have any comparable like kind of steps where you're like man i wish i kind of just took my hands off the wheel for a moment and just let let my you know let myself enjoy the ride i mean in all aspects of life so i actually the way i started doing sports stuff was just by complete accident yeah it was so long story short um and i've, I've told this on the podcast before yeah. and we have like our uh, sports media company now so we have a bunch of writers me and my brother and then the, we have our own podcast we do together and back in the day we started a company with uh, my dad and it was a we wanted to record videos on youtube and sell pro products because my yeah. dad was uh you know, as seen on TV stores, you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad had as seen on TV stores. So we started recording like videos and we hired people and we did this and we had an investor and it was going really well as far as starting. And then our investor backed out last second. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. So he, um, long story short, he was a great guy, but he got sick. So he, just didn't want to do investing anymore. So we had all this equipment. We had a studio. We had like cameras and stuff. And we had some money left over. Heck yes. Let's spend it. So we were like, let's just talk sports. So me and my brother started our podcast. And yeah. And I kind of wish, like looking back at it, I loved sports my whole entire life. And I was like, why didn't I just do something with this the whole time instead of chasing like money? And it, it's right. It's so yeah. interesting because, and then there's times where it's like, like we've talked about, you don't make a lot of money doing sports, but then it's easy when it's when you see other people who you've always been kind of moving through life with, and whether it's money or a career advancement or a life advancement, and you're like, 
street? Why haven't I spent more time looking for relationships? Why haven't I spent more time chasing money? Why haven't I spent more time chasing my passions? And so exactly. that it's just always hard. But then you just, that's when you have to be like, okay, wait, stop. I'm going to enjoy where I'm at in this moment and trust that like things unfold as they may because the moment you take yourself out of your moment, right. you're losing. You, you lose it, yeah. And now yeah. I've learned that. I mean, it took me many years. I mean, I am... Uh, 32 years old now, so... Don't look a day over 14. You're, you're looking you. young. You're I, I, I was going for 17, but I'll take, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take that too. You know, we're, we're throwing out uh, extreme compliments and extreme jobs. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I wish, and I, I've been doing this now for three years, and thankfully, it's, you know, we're growing. We're not ESPN. We're not uh, Barstool Sports. We're not Bleacher Report yet. But we're making money doing something we love, and it's paying the bills right now. And hopefully, we continue to grow, and it becomes bigger and bigger. But it's like, why do we waste so much time as humans doing things we really don't care about? Yeah, absolutely. And, and now you're, I mean, you're doing this, and that's the career path you chose in sports. And, and you have to feel so lucky that you did this right away instead of chasing things that didn't matter to you. Well, there's it's interesting because there are times where I've, I have never questioned, like, keep pushing, keep pushing, or whether this career is for me. You know, I've questioned, why am I not at this level yet? Why am I not doing this there? Like, right. why did she get that job and I did That's where my questioning comes in. But then also... It's hard when you move back home and you've been away for four and five years almost. And all my best. And sorry, Nick, did you hear that yeah. noise or is it just me? The little beeping. Uh, uh, no, the, or, the static. I don't hear static. Okay, that's just me. Anyway, that's fine. It's, okay, okay. it's just my microphone. Okay, no, 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 no. Do you want me to try unplugging my headphones? Yeah, can you real quick? Sorry about that. Check, check, check. Can you hear me? I can hear you perfect now. Better? Let's try now. Okay, is that good? That's that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Sorry about it that. It must have been the headphones, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I I just thought it was coming from me. That's why I was fidgeting. No, no, no worries. <laughs> and if if there is a sound, um, don't uh, don't um hesitate to tell me if you hear a noise, and then okay. I'll retract. Yeah. Perfect. Whatever. Yeah. But I wanted um, to hear what you're saying because it was sound. It oh was no, no, we can. Um, one of the hard things is is when you have gone chasing your dream mm -hmm. and uh, achieving what you want to achieve, and you're gone away or you're gone for about four to five years. Right. Uh, you come back, and all my, my best friends are all in you know serious relationships. They're buying houses. <laughs> tell me about. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, you know. I'm still not even in the phase where I want to like look away from my next step in work, you know? Right. And, and so it's sometimes you have these moments where you're like, wait, what, what am I doing? Like in life, what's life right. about? But that's also why it was so important to me to get back to LA when I could so that I didn't miss more birthdays or weddings right. or, you know, and I'm grateful now that I'm able to work and be an hour and a half drive away from my parents, be, down the street from some of my best friends. So yeah. trying to like, when you look at everything in, in context, it's so easy to get overwhelmed, but also just be grateful that we're pursuing our passions, you know, right? Exactly. So, well, I mean, it, 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 you make a good point here. So it's, and this is important for anyone who, 
who's young and chasing something, right? I mean, a lot of people end up going into, like you're saying, relationships and yeah. it, and all of a sudden you're chasing stability and just making sure I have enough money to buy a house. I have enough yeah. money to get married. I have enough money to raise kids. And, and instead of chasing what they're passionate about. And I find that to be really scary. Personally yeah. Because I, I, I mean, I'm single as well. And uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you're single, but, uh, yeah, I'm single. but, but not, but not yeah. married. Yeah. No. We're both not married yeah. as well. And at that point in our lives, that's okay. I know a lot of people are probably like, man, oh, you got to give me, you're 32, George, why aren't you married yet? And yeah. I'm like, well, why do I need to be? <laughs> I don't exactly. I mean, I'd love to be if it was with the right person, Yeah. but I'm chasing something that I really care about right now. And I feel like if I, if I do get in a really important relationship right now, I don't know if I could be as committed to that relationship emotionally as I should be. Yeah. Yeah. Or to your, you, you, you feel like because you haven't fulfilled your goal yet, one thing will come at the sacrifice of an at the right. of another. So it, that's totally fair. And that's a mature realization. And it's, as long as you feel stimulated and happy getting to work every day, then who the heck cares how old exactly. you are? You know, as long like, as I'm not 55 and then yeah, I'm like, hey. I, be that, I don't want to be, I just don't want to be the weird guy at the club. Hey, you know what? It's only weird if you make it weird. Yeah, I mean, you can, if you're a 55 year old at the club, it's weird, no matter what. Fair. Fair. Like, I, that's my own. That's my only thing. Like, don't be the 55 year old at the club, George. Okay. Fair. That's it. Got it. That's right. I'll, I'll get on board with that one. All right. Perfect. So, um, so get, getting to back to sports, real quick. Yeah. Where do you see sports going next? So I I want to kind of get your feeling at, you know, someone who works in industry, do you feel like sports is about to change? Oh gosh, that's such a heavy question. I um, know. And it's really hard too, because we're watching the Michael Jordan documentary unfold, right? Right, and right. That time seems like such a special time to be able to, are you hearing a little feedback? Uh, no, I'm hearing you. Okay, I'm hearing myself, hold on. Okay, maybe it's my mic could be a little loud. Sorry. Check, check, check. Okay, I'm hearing myself again. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. Oh, wait, maybe. Let's see. Is the static still coming in if I do? Oh, no. Now I can't hear you. Jeez. Now you can't hear me? Yeah, now I can't. It's weird because I wasn't hearing myself and then I started hearing myself. Check, check, check. How about now? Yeah, I hear myself low, but I think I'll be able to. I'll just talk okay. over it. All right. Um, I'll turn myself down too. Maybe you could. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. Okay. It's like my biggest fear is having feedback when I'm like, when I'm look, focusing on what I just said. Then I, yeah. I do that all the time if I hear myself. So no words. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. Um. All right. So where do I think sports go is going is, I mean, that's an insane question because right now also we're being kind of immersed in history, right? And right. watching the Michael Jordan documentary series unfold before us. And it's so magical. It's like, wow, to be a beat writer covering a team in the 90s before there was Twitter, before there was all this access, before right. players had their own platforms. That must have been so cool to just kind wow. of be able to delve in and be an exclusive eyes and ears to what's going on. And I guess that's more trending to how's the industry of sports journalism changing, mm -hmm. but sports as a whole, what I really hope is that 
we continue with live broadcasts and that we the fans at games is something we can't lose and you know i in, in this context of this pandemic i understand it's going to be time till we get that back mm -hmm. but it, it really i think having it taken away from us now we need it more than ever you know and so yeah. hopefully that's what we're building back towards yeah and i don't want to i like i don't want to be in a world where I can't go to a game and be sitting next to a fan or high five a fan after like, you know, a really huge moment or a big dunk or a game, you know, walk off home run. Like I don't want to be like, Oh, it's so weird. I can't no more high fives. Right. And I just hope we don't get to that. I, I we need fans and I don't want to watch them. I, I know the NBA playoffs could come back with no fans, but I just can't imagine LeBron James making, you know, a dunk, getting fouled, and then just screaming at an empty arena. Exactly. And it was kind of, uh, we got a little glimpse of it with some of the soccer games that right. were going on with no fans. And yeah, like the Champions League, the PSG yeah. game was unbelievable. Like it was eerie. And the guy scored a goal and it's like, normally the the fury, the it's the pride, the joy you see is a reaction to the cheering fans and masses around them. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I I want this time like to be just a part of history that ends yeah. and we go back to normal. Exactly. I don't want to see a change. Yeah, let's let's close this or finish this chapter, yep. move on, and like you said, be better in the sense that we're washing our hands. Maybe we're not shaking hands with everyone on the street. You know, yeah. like, anyway, we don't. There's no need to, but like, yeah, I can, yeah, I can high five a guy if, after a home run, right? Like, I'm I'm a big high fiver, not a big. I, I, handshaking has always given me a little bit of the. I'm like, okay, I got to go wash my hands. You know, regardless. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter who. And I hate when the Pearson grabs it and like keeps oh. shaking. I'm like, dude, You're like that's not. Yeah, or and I hate the whole like, oh, uh, you have a tough handshake, or oh, you have a soft <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, you're like, you're judging me, bro? Like, come on. No, no but, but yeah. They're going to so stop this, teaching that in school communication, though. I mean, you remember in school where you people would talk about handshakes and how to greet people and stuff? I think that's going to change. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think it will take time to rebuild trust. But I also believe that, like, I I think as mankind, our, our memory is short. And that mm -hmm. will be a good thing in the sense that maybe it will be you know, a couple of weeks of awkwardness um, of tr rebuilding that trust. Right. Once we kind of move past the fear, mm -hmm. then we can live life. You know. Absol absolutely. Yeah. And then I just, I guess, a couple more questions for you. Uh, these are a little more fun. How how are how's it been going with the quarantine? Have you found yourself <laughs> staying busy? Or I, I I've been social. I, I all my friends know this about me. I'm kind of a homebody and yeah. Kind of so you were built for you were built for quarantine. Th this is like this is the easiest thing I've ever done. I'm so I would you know how there like those memes out there that are like hard time for extroverts or something. Yeah. I, what I would say it's more like I'm not a homebody and like I yeah. will, I want to go places and be places all the time and being in a small apartment in Manhattan beach doesn't yeah. make you know, And then to have your beaches closed doesn't make life um, in, enjoyable in the sense that you're left a lot with your thoughts. But yep. so I've been kind of responding by finding a way to dive into work and I'm grateful to still have a job. Uh, 
I'm doing stories I never in a million years thought I would. I'm volunteering on news stories a lot. That's I'm awesome. doing a lot. Of, yeah, yeah. And so I'm really like growing and flexing those storytelling muscles that I kind of avoided for a long time in my career mm -hmm. because as you might imagine, when you're in sports broadcasting and you can either strive to fill an anchor, you're going to try and get as many reps in that as of you can. Course. And that comes up the sacrifice of going out and finding true feature stories that you can really build and develop, you know, from shooting to editing to production to airtime. And so uh, I would say I kind of avoided those as much as I could. And yeah. now that's all I'm doing is feature stories and live hits, which is great. And so I'm doing that, doing TikTok dances, yeah. making a lot of cocktails, trying some spicy marg mixes out. Uh, I, I saw them. on Twitter, uh, how, can you put cayenne in, mar in a margarita? I did. Can you or can you not? I did. It panned out well. It's really, <laughs> uh, it's an, I, I even followed up with the cayenne edition the next night. So, you know, Ooh, we're welcome. adding a little spice over here. So a spicy, mar spicy margarita Wednesdays. That, yeah, I think exactly. that's going to have to become a thing here. Hey, exactly. And I, so are you, do you have a quarantine drink of choice? Have you, uh, you know, I've done really well this quarantine of drinking often and <laughs> It, it's proud. It, I'm proud, proud drinker of the quarantine. Consistency is key. It has been, but what I've done really well here, and I'm very proud of myself, is I've been trying to cut back on beer because I didn't want to get a beer belly. Yeah, I've, and I've switched to vodka tonics. Ooh. Sorry, vodka diatonic. Yeah, or like soda, or yeah, it's or diet. soda. Yeah. yeah. And um, I have only had maybe like three beers the whole quarantine, but I've had a lot of vodka. So. So I've I've actually lost ten pounds and I've done beach body uh insanity workouts. So yes, I know it's been great. great, George. Thank you, thank you. It's been it's been a lot of uh, a lot of vodka tonics in, yes. in process. <laughs> a vodka diet. I know. I told myself I wasn't gonna drink last night, and then I was like, well, you know. No, honestly, this is okay. I've been trying to tell everyone who's been like, oh, so my, my brother's my roommate. And yeah. uh, he, he's also my business partner. He's Perfect. my best friend in the whole entire world. Yeah. But he's like, you know what? I have to not drink every night. I'm not drinking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday this week. And I was like, dude, don't put yourself on these limits. Yes. Yeah. It's why? okay. It's why totally you do fine. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he didn't drink last night and he's already, I think he's already poured himself a drink today <laughs> yeah exactly it lasts, it's a short-lived endeavor you got to commend the notion but don't don't put yourself in a corner no no don't put yourself in limits that's why I, yeah. you know there's something you should know in this quarantine is be limitless yes <laughs> grow grow beyond grow. your boundaries I, I i saw alcohol sales are up like 250 percent or some crazy number there we go <laughs> the that's that's a good thing to hear <laughs> But uh, maybe before this quarantine ends, I will put cayenne in a margarita. Yeah, try it. Little, recommendation. So do like a little jalapeno, a little bit of fresh juice of your fruit of choice, okay. and then a little bit of cayenne if you if you can handle the spiciness. But, I, I'm not good with spicy, so I'm going to... Yeah, gonna okay, so maybe just like a pinch. But the thing okay. is, yeah, I I love salt, but I'm trying to do less sodium, right? Okay. So, so More margarita, uh, less sodium. Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's been fun though, you know, you're kind of like, like you said, we're all in this kind of, well, why the heck not sort yeah, of mode. And, and you know what's crazy? Like there is, we're not missing out on anything. Yeah. 
like exactly. feel, there's like no FOMO and I've ne- like, I don't know. I just I'm kind of enjoying this to say the it least. It is. Oh, you, you, like you said, you have been built for this moment. Yeah. This is your well, see, but here's the issue. I'm the type of guy though. And I've, I've talked about this on the pod a lot and I do a lot mm-hmm. of solo pods. And I'm the type of guy who likes to go to a restaurant by himself. Hey, I don't blame, I don't, yeah. I don't knock on that. I yeah. heard that's like one of the most, it, like that's an experience where you really get to like soak in all the senses, right? Cause you're right. by yourself. You're by yourself. You drink whatever you want. You order an appetizer. You don't finish it, but you order the appetizer you want. Yeah. You order the meal. You don't you have to share. Yeah. There's no sharing. This is why we do this. There's no sharing and there's no one to judge you on what you eat. Like, oh, is that how many cows? No, no. No one knows what you yeah. ate, and, it, and it's great. And uh, like this podcast, uh, I, I'll let you know because I, I people know about it. But I was actually going to be traveling for a year doing this podcast remotely. Oh, cool! Around okay. the world, and I was actually going to. We were talking about stadiums and small towns. I was going to go to the Euro twenty twenties and do all this. Now Euro twenty twenties are canceled, but I'll eventually do this and that, that just got pushed back, not canceled. Yeah, it just got yeah, it just got pushed back. So I was going to travel starting in South America and Europe and Asia and. It's going to go to the sumo champion wrestling oh championships in Japan and just Evan. do all this. Yeah. And kind of do YouTube videos and podcasts about all the experiences, but I was going to do it solo. And I was kind of excited because just living around the world by myself and doing things solo, it's, it's kind of fun. Eventually I'll learn to share experiences with people. That's going to be, a, I mean, but that is by going solo, you're opening yourself to more shared experiences with people you've never met. No, exactly. And I think, actually, I think a really, a concept of a podcast I've been thinking about down the line here is, I think a bar podcast would be the coolest thing ever. So you go to a bar, right? A sports bar, and you talk to the person next to you that you'd never met before, and you record a podcast with that person. Hey, I'm going to steal it. I'm going to steal that. That's a great idea. We can do it together. We'll we'll like co-produce it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, think of the stories you, you get from just sitting at a bar with someone and then yeah yeah and watching the dodgers play someone the astros because yeah. yeah. through them oh, we don't got the astros. Astros. yeah I, I can't stand them no no it's it's absurd and what is really annoying is that they're the the public distaste towards what they did has faded in the midst of a pandemic. I, they're the biggest winner of this pandemic. Yeah. They really are. But once it comes back, and if there's conference realignment, and the Dodgers and the Astros are going to be in the same division, that's so many opportunities to throw at Jose Altuve. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He, yeah. I, I still, um, I'm aghast at, like, what that meant for the Dodgers, for the city, for oh fans. It's, it's, unbel- it's unfair. Yeah. And did you grow up a Dodgers fan? Yeah, my dad. Oh, God. Yeah, that must have been worse. Dodgers, yeah, and the Lakers. And I do feel like I when I was at spring training and hearing how the guys were reacting to this news as yeah. it unfolded, I was like, you know, we've really got, like, two teams of destiny in Los Angeles right now with the Lakers yeah. um, and what they've been through with Kobe yeah. to – the Dodgers now being so wronged. Um, I really, I was like, you know, I'll be, uh, it, these two teams have got to bring it all home. And yeah. in 
now that momentum has seemed to completely, I know there's bigger things in the world to fret about. I know, but, 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 you know, I know there's bigger things in the world, but a lot of times like us as sports fans, this is kind of our world. Yeah. Yeah. And this was sports is normally the escape from all the, you know, so from all the minutiae but um the last thing i'm gonna say is i hope the baseball season starts because if not you guys might not see one game of mookie bets okay we're not gonna go there we're not gonna, and I, <laughs> I so i did get to see mookie's first couple of practices yeah. he seemed to be clicking pretty fine with like you know cody and him were sharing an outfield together that's good then, i hope yeah. so because he deserves to be a dot like he deserves to be in a big market a team like the dodgers and they deserve a world series and everything I've heard about him is he's a stand-up guy. I had That's a quick chat with him. I know he loves bowling. Uh, it was early in spring training. I was like, have you gone bowling yet? He's like, yeah, I know some places to go around here, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's from everything I've heard, a stand-up guy, um, you know, just as much of a good character off the field as he is on the, the field. So I would hope that whatever happens with this season – that he continues to stay in Los Angeles, but we'll see. I, I hope so for you guys too, unless he decides to just sign with the Seattle Mariners, which is oh. likely. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Not going to happen. Um, all right, last. I have two last questions. Okay. One, but just off the Dodgers thing, since you're a Dodgers fan, what's up with the Dodger dog? Do you? It, I I tried it. I went to Dodger Stadium. So okay, so here's the thing. I I'm a pretty bad. Uh, source on this intel i'm not a big pork eater not a big meat eater. Right. yes but um so i can't give you a fair assessment or reaction to your take on it uh it's a, like a lot of people think in and out's overrated i don't know yeah I, i'm a, i'm a fan of in and out okay good guys okay. to la but the yeah. dodger dog is not nothing it to, nothing it's a dog okay it's a hot dog you're like this this isn't some secret recipe here no no it's i can make one in the barbecue in the back <laughs> so all right and the last question i've been asking on every podcast and it's it's a fun one if you could only watch one game forever on repeat sports is done and you can only watch one game for the rest of your life what game would that be oh my gosh oh i know you prepped me to answer this question it's a hard one yeah I would have to say just because of what I, um, because of my connection with the moment in time, Mm -hmm. um, I would have to say game, I think it was game two of the Golden State Thunder series in the 2016 Western Conference Finals. Um, I forget what one it was, but the Thunder just knocked, or it was it was Game Three where the Thunder went up on a three-one. They went up. They went up two-one. Two-one. Yeah. Game Four made a three-one, but okay, was, okay. Yeah. So, so one of those home games, yeah. just being in that building and, and knowing that it was the last um, hurrah of Kevin and Russell, um, or that if hey they were actually able to seal it. Uh, they, you know, they could have gone on and won yeah. an NBA. So that's something for me where I will re would love to be back in that building for again. Yeah. I mean, the easy answer. Imagine. Yeah, and the easier answer to stuff like that is games that we can watch rewatch on ESPN, right? All the time, right? Like Kobe's eighty-one game. You know, yeah. is it, the game where he dropped sixty, which was cool, but it's like 
Okay, it's not. Where's the historic? I mean, the historical context is there. Don't get me wrong, but like, but where's it? Where's the historical concept to you, right? Yeah. Like, yeah where's your exactly. connection to it? Exactly. Exactly. So I'm gonna go ahead and say that one. Um, That's a good one. I like that one. That's not you. a conventional answer. Yeah. Thank you. I tried to. I tried to give something different that would mean a lot. Like for me to go back to that moment in time and um, kind of just soak it all in yeah. would be special. Yeah, it made me even change my answer that I usually. Okay. Have. Yeah, I want to. I want to hear your answer. Well, mine is obviously for a Seattle fan in 1995 ALDS Game Five, where we beat the Yankees in 11th inning. But yeah, like, fair, but fair. That, but that's what every Seattle person answers. So yeah. now I have to like now you made me think. I have to think of something a little bit more special, right? Like yeah, that's yeah. Good... and maybe like you know maybe think of it as like. Not a game that you could watch on TV, right. but a game that you remember being at or a game that you were, if you could be at, you know, what it would mean to you. Yeah, that, no, it's a great question. That's, that's how I interpreted the question. I, I really like it. I'm going to have to change my answer because my answer is so like just Seattle sports 1990s no. kid. No, but it's, it's personal. It relates to you. You have history with it. You know it and you're proud yeah, I, of it. I, I broke a window at my, my parents' house. I still remember because I was so excited. I, You know, your little kid, I had my baseball glove and the ball while watching the game. We scored and I threw the ball and it broke a window and my mom was so mad. It's just one of those where were you moments, right? Yeah, this, I, it was my first like sports memory where I was happy. And not I don't have too many of them as a Seattle <laughs> sports fan. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. Yeah, I, I'm surviving somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. I had a really good time. And uh, this podcast will be up on uh, iTunes and Spotify t- tonight uh, in a few hours after I edited it. Perfect. And uh, it was really nice to meet you. And I'll send you all the information on uh, through Instagram and uh, email. All that chat. Hey, thank you so much. Love thank the you. work you're doing. This was a thank great you. conversation. Can't wait to reshare. And hopefully we catch up sooner than later. Hopefully. And next time, hopefully one day we'll be watching the game together. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, George. Have a good Take one. Care. You okay, too. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you.